Hallelujah. This is Grace Life Komi Podcast coming to you under the umbrella of Chimde Honor Ministry International. You are welcome to this episode. May you be blessed as you listen. God bless you. word explosion basically it's um, a fellowship and a depth of interaction with the word of God um, we just want to know more of God's word we want to get into God's word more it's strictly a fellowship with the word of God amen to Jesus amen. and our word explosion for um, this um, month of April it's um, tagged um, um, the word was made flesh praise God forevermore so we're going to be studying um, by the grace of God from the book of John John chapter 1 starting off from verse 1 it's going to be an interaction with the word of God like we said so we are not rushing anywhere we are not um, trying to keep up with the syllabus we are just flowing with the word of God and I believe that we're going to be learning quite a lot from word explosion now in doing this we are going to be getting into details by the help of the Holy Spirit um, we're going to be using various translations to get clarity the purpose of this is to get clarity praise God forevermore Hallelujah. and um, 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 we're going to be using um, a, a, trans, a, a Bible translation which happens to be um, the New Testament with um, 26 translations Wow that's wonderful and um, um, with this I believe we're going to get a broad spectrum of, um, of an understanding of God's word praise God forevermore um, and now um, for, for purpose of understanding now this 26 translation um, the basis of this translation is the King James amen to Jesus amen. now so the King James version is the base for this work this 26 translation and it is the only translation which is quoted in its entirety so basically our basic um, um, translation we're using is the King James translation many of us know about the King version i am a king james boy amen to jesus i grew the king james i still love the king james i still buy the king james i'm still addicted to the king james i have hard copy of the king james amen to jesus um so i, I love the king james i because I, I, I grew with it now other translations are included only when they differ significantly from the king james so we are going to be looking at us put up other translations here and they will be used when they um, have a significant difference from the King James. But if they don't have a significant difference from the King James, then you discover that will not bring them up. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. All right. Um, so um, sometimes only a few words of a given translation of a single passage require quotation. Why? Because that's the only, you know, um, place of difference with the King James. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. But if there is no difference, then um, it, it will not be brought up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So that's one thing you, you note in this study we're going to be having. Praise God forevermore. Now, another thing I also want us to note is that um, um, the, 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 the reader uh, will observe that the translators at times differ sharply in their renderings of the same passage yeah i believe some people must have had such a challenge say um, i pick up this um, version and it's the, the, the rendering is kind of different i pick up this version the rendering is kind of different. no it's not that the scriptures are contradicting each other are we together we're going to know the reason for that and um often this simply indicates a difference of opinion in their understanding of the meaning of the original text are you get what i'm saying now so usually we when um translators um translate they, they translate based on their meaning of the original text now even if you go to the original greek you discover that there are different greek writers we have Taya. i usually use Taya, but there are others are you get what i'm saying and they all translate based on their meanings of the original text when you go to the hebrew you have brown 
there um, um, he's also um, a translator and you get what I'm saying and these all translate based on your understanding and you see um, we don't we don't have clash with them because of their understanding are we together uh, we are just to get the best out of it why is this so let's look at first Corinthians chapter 12 chapter 13 sorry verse um, 12 and then verse 9 let's read it please okay so first Corinthians chapter 13 verse 12 says for now we see through a glass darkly but then face to face now I know in part but then shall I know even as also I am known and verse 9 says for we know in part and we prophesy in part beautiful that explains it all we see through a dark glass. You know, this Apostle Paul speaking here, one of the great authorities in scriptures, I get what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. He's speaking here and he's saying, we see through a dark glass. And we know in parts. So when translators translate on the basis of their dark glass, you don't fight them. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You try to get the best. When they translate based on the path they know, you don't fight them. You try to get the best. And, and, and when we, and Apostle Paul also says, we prophesy in parts. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So that's one of the problems I have when I see that people are fighting over scripture. My brother, my sister, no matter what you know, it's still a dark glass you are seeing from. So long as we are still in this human trend, it says when that which is perfect is come. That means it says, and then it says when we go to be with him, we shall know what? In totality. So, so long as we are in this human flesh, we are limited by the dark glass of our human flesh. Are you getting what I'm saying? And our human mind, the Holy Spirit releases everything to our spirit, but our human mind receives gradually. That's the reason why you may get an understanding to scriptures today. And another three years from now, the understanding broadens. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, because our reception is from the perspective of the dark glass. And that's why we are not to fight ourselves in the, in, in, in the church. Praise God forevermore. Our, past, our, our prophes, prophesying is what? In parts. We will never prophesy in full. We only prophesy in full when we go to be with the Lord Jesus. Praise God forevermore. And let's look at another uh, verse of scripture. Proverbs 25 verse 2. And Proverbs 25 verse 2 says, It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. You see that? Is the glory of God to do what? Conceal, conceal a thing. thing. You see, scriptures have been concealed by God and it is his glory. And that, that, that's why you can't just pick it up as a newspaper or an article and think that you can get the same out of it. No. Just as, you know, being inspired from God. Yeah. It can't be the same because yeah. it's, 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 it's a concealed article. Let exactly. me use that, that term. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so that's one thing we need to come to scriptures with. It's concealed. And, and um, God, I, why does God conceal it? conceal it? Because that's what makes him glorious. Yeah. That's what makes him glorious. Mm, it's the glory of God the to glory conceal, of God to conceal thing. the thing. That's what makes him glorious. He has concealed everything. Now, like somebody once said, he said, man does not invent anything. Man only discovers. Mm. What does it mean to discover? This means to own. To neg- this is negative. So to discover means it was covered and you now do what? Uncover it. Says the glory of God to conceal a thing and the honor of kings to do what? Search it out. So the more we search, what happens? We attain kingship. The Bible says you are kings and priests. And <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So it's, it, some of the time we just like to pick this scripture, we are kings and priests. You know, it's not something you get excited about. It's something you work to become your reality. 
To manifest kingship means to what? To search out scriptures. Search out scriptures. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. So we understand this. Amen to you. So they, 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 they all, um, the difference in opinion is their understanding of the meaning of the original text. And we don't fight them for that. Praise God forevermore. We appreciate the work they have done. Are <laughs> we together? Yeah. And we build on it. Amen. In other cases, however, a difference may be accounted for by the fact that the translators were not rendering the same text. Are we together? Praise God forevermore. So when they are not rendering the same text, amen, when they are not translating the same text, then there could be a little, you know, let me use the word, um, variance, but it doesn't mean a discrepancy. For example, Monsignor Ronald Knox, some of us would have heard about the Knox translation. It's a beautiful translation. Monsignor Ronald Knox version um, is based on the Latin Vulgate. The Latin Vulgate, Latin Vulgate, that kind of the vernacular Latin. I know the Bible was um, was was uh, was um, basically the, the Jesus spoke Aramaic, uh, which is vernacular Greek, so that if his listeners could listen to him. Um, the, 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 the apostles spoke Greek. Um, so vernacular, sorry, um, um, uh, Aramaic is vernacular Hebrew. Amen to Jesus. So his his listeners could understand him perfectly, and the the disciples were all Greek. They were all Jews. So they either spoke Hebrew or they spoke what? Aramaic also. Are we together? For somebody like Peter who was an illiterate, should have expected that he was speaking Aramaic. Is that not so? Praise God forevermore. Yeah, because he was an illiterate. Praise the Lord. Alright. So now, um, 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 Old Testament Hebrew, New Testament basically Aramaic Hebrew, but had his first translation into Greek. Amen to Jesus. And then next was Latin. And then King James came from Latin. Are you getting what I'm saying? So now John Knox went took from latin and you get what i'm saying which was a beautiful place to translate from and then also um george n lamsa translated the aramaic text so straight from aramaic lamsa took are you get what i'm saying now you can see the, the, where they translated from now all other versions are based on greek text you see that okay now but at times the greek manuscript themselves show significant variations that's why you see um the, the most reliable remains the Aramaic. Are we together? Yeah, the Aramaic, the Hebrew. Are we together? That they are kind of they are, they are the most reliable. Now, but you see, everybody translated based on the material he had available to him. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and for these ones to do their translations, we must give them kudos. Exactly. We must. <laughs> you see, they, they actually lived translating. Um, the likes of uh, uh, Martin Luther translated um, a Latin into English and the other didn't live this life translating. translating imagine translating how many books and you have to be scholarly to do this work because you have to check and cross-check you have to know what they call um, um, translation errors and avoid them for example one word may mean two different things let me give an example in my language Igbo language the word okun it means fire and it also means light but it it is used in different contexts so now for you to translate perfectly you have to know the context in which oku is used so you can use it rightly exactly so this was the tedious work these men did and we owe it to them we give them kudos for the great work they did they did not some of them they didn't have the pleasure of shouting and preaching like we shout and preach today some of them didn't have the pleasure of even you know doing the miraculous like we do today what i talk about the likes of weekly the likes of tyndale these men they didn't have the pleasure of let me use the word getting the benefits of let me call ministry that we do today 
their life was sold out to what? Getting these scriptures available to us. So we would be doing ourselves a disfavor to fight the great job they have done. It is the spirit of harm that does that. We are meant to appreciate what they have done. Are we together? And make the best of it. Now, in looking at this situation of, you know, they translating based on the materials they had available to them, where this is so, each translator must decide for himself which reading is nearest the original. Praise God forevermore. Now, Henry Halford, Henry Alford said this. He said, a translator of Holy Scripture must be absolutely colorless. You must have, when you mean the word colorless, it means you must have a plain heart, a plain conscience. No, that means what? A transparent um, mind. I call it the umbrella, sorry, they call it the umbrella mind. An open mind. Are we together? Yeah. And he says, he must be ready to sacrifice the choicest text. It's not about, I like this translation, I like, no. He must be ready to sacrifice the choicest text and the plainest proof of doctrine. If the words are not those of which he is constrained in his conscience to receive as God's testimony. I get what I'm saying. So now you must come with an open mind, a plain mind, depending on the Holy Spirit to get what is right. That is why some of the time when I'm preparing the teaching, some of the time I already have a preconceived notion or a preconceived idea before I go into preparation. And I begin to search scriptures and begin to compare and i see that what i thought of is not what scriptures is saying especially especially when the, the verse comes to you without you actually having a good grasp of the context exactly or in which the verse was used and then by the time you come in and you find out that oh the context i actually want to use this verse is not going to fit in it's yeah. not going to it be a misplaced you know um use of scripture to be a con, con yeah. out so, of context so it's at that time you are going to have a fight to yeah. either submit to the holy spirit's yeah. interpretation or you know your your emotions or your ha. okay so whenever i come to that place i always submit to the holy spirit i drop and i dump and i instantly throw away my preconceived you know no um idea or ideology it happened to me i was preparing the teaching and i saw it and i saw i'd already written and written and when i went i'd already written and when I went to the verse of scripture, I saw that, man, this thing is not it. You know what? That teaching, how many years ago, that teaching has not been completed today. <laughs> because I won't, I won't play down on the work of the Holy Spirit because I want to prepare what may sound exciting to people. That remains my basis of scriptures. And I believe that should be our basis of scripture. If we do this, we would appreciate the work done by those before us and then depend on the Holy Spirit to get broader and better understanding on the work that they have done. Why must we do this? Because we all see in a dark glass. We know in parts. We prophesy in parts. Let's make the most of the parts we have. Let's make the most of the dark glass we can see so that when we get there, we'll be glad that at least we made the most of what we had and we'll get the perfect understanding. That is the basis of, you know, what explosion this month. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. We give God thanks and praise for another time of fellowship. Um, this is the ninth day, uh, the ninth um, episode. episode of um, um, 
word explosion. Know, explosion and it's been awesome we have been growing i believe you've been blessed thus far um, the book of john chapter one has been so expository and uh, we have just been growing in dimensions amen to jesus we are going to be continuing on verse six today and we're going to be using the uh, rohm um, translation um, in the previous um, study we used the king james version and the asv Amen. To just King James says, there was a man sent from God. Here he says, there came a man sent from God. Amen. To just so it's it's um, two of them with the same. So today we are going to be going to another translation. Holy Spirit, grant us revelation to your word in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. RHM says, arose a man. Arose a man. Arose a man. Very powerful word here. Um, you know when you look at these words used they are not just mixed up they are not just you know um, 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 people just trying to say things but it is based on their studies and their revelation they're able to get this choice of words are you getting what i'm saying yes. yeah like we learned that they, they all studied some study the aramaic some study the greek and um, based on their on the, um, understanding and the inspiration of the holy spirit they call the choice of what they use here says a rose a man arose a man the word arose is the past tense of arise are we together yeah it's a past tense of arise and arise in Dictionary defines arise as number one to begin to occur or to exist to begin to occur or to exist number two to get up or stand up and then number three to move upward amen to jesus now when he says there arose a man it means um it means that um the man began to occur or to exist are we together mm-hmm. it also means that the man got up or stood up mm-hmm. and it also means the man moved upward mm-hmm. are we together yeah. hallelujah to jesus mm-hmm. and we're going to be studying this one after the other briefly praise god forever so, uh, so it means that the man sent from god began to occur or began to happen and it began to exist are we together now um this existence and occurrence or happening of this man was as a result of him fulfilling his God-given tax. We learned that in our previous um, study. Amen to Jesus. And this makes us understand that although he was born and he was alive, he never arose until he began to fulfill his God-given tax. He was born. Actually, it was, he, he began his ministry at the age of 30. Talking about John the Baptist, yeah? Uh-huh. He began at the age of 30, Jesus began at the age of 30, I you get what I'm saying? But he was, a, he was born before 30, he was alive, he was living before 30, but he never arose until he began to fulfill his God-given tax. Are we together? Now, same applies to the new creation. We are born into the family of God by Christ, we learn that in all of our studies, and we are adopted into the fam- same family by the Holy Spirit. This makes us new creation. Many of us are very excited about new creation, and it's the greatest joy you can ever have. Now, a new birth is the greatest thing. The Bible says we should not neglect so great salvation. Now, I, I, I saw a ministry that they, they celebrate their salvation day. The day they got born again, they take it as a special day to celebrate. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. And that's a beautiful thing to do. Are we together? Yeah. Um, but there's something more than being born again. It's it's um, where we are going into now. Are we together? Praise God. Second Corinthians five verse seventeen. Let's look at Second Corinthians five verse seventeen. Popular verse of scripture. We all know it. Amen to yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just read it for the sake of our. Um, 
reading from scriptures. Second Corinthians 5 verse 17. It says, uh, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So when we get born into the family of God, Christ, we are new creatures. Is that not so? Yeah. We are, we are new creatures. Then, when we also get born into the family of Christ and adopted into the family of Christ, we are alive. Mm. We are alive. That's what happened. We are alive. So, Ephesians chapter 2, verse, verse 1 and 5. Ephesians 2, 1 and 5 says, verse 1 says, And you had he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. And verse 5 says, Even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved. Alright, see the word quicken there, it means to be um, alive. The word quick is the Greek word zao, which is the word so where the word uh, where, where, uh, which is the word um, life. Amen to Jesus. So if you are quick in the means you have been made alive. Alright, so when we get when we're born to the family of um, God, we're also made alive. And look at Colossians 2 verse 13. Colossians 2 and verse 13. It says, And you being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh. Had he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Beautiful. Had he quickened together with him, had he made a life together with him. You see that. So God made us made us alive together with Christ. You see, we're not just made alive, we're made alive together with Christ. If you go to the book of Romans, Paul began to speak. He said, um, he was speaking, and he said, when Christ died, we died with him, and when he resurrected, we did what resurrected with him praise god forevermore hallelujah to jesus all right now so we, we, we were born into the family of god we are what we are new creatures and we are made alive praise god forevermore now just like we said john the baptist was born and he was alive are we together but he had not yet arose are you get what i'm saying now we are born into the family of god we are alive but then now there comes the point where we now want arise praise god forevermore so we arise in other words we occur we happen and exist on earth where we fulfill our god-given tax mm. and let me tell you we are sent here to happen yes <laughs> like we used to say when i was um, attending the fellowship i used to attend at the same to say we are happening miracle going somewhere to happen you're already happening and you are going somewhere to happen again. We're sent here to happen. See, new creations were not sent here to buy and sell. They some people say, What is life? They say, Life is a marketplace. Life is buying and sell. That's for the, the, those who are of the world. But we're not sent here to buy and sell. Are you getting what I'm saying? We're sent here to happen. Are you getting me? Yes. We're sent here to occur. <laughs> we are, we are, we, you see, the, when you say it, uh, uh, an incident occurred, it shows that it is specific. This thing, it called attention. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are sent here to call attention. Are you getting me? We're not just sent here to live a life and go. Now, the, the Bible is speaking about John the Baptist. He said, John the Baptist was the greatest prophet that ever lived. He said, but the least in the kingdom of God is, is what? Jesus was speaking, sorry. He said, John the Baptist is the greatest prophet that ever lived. He said, but the least in the kingdom of God is greater than who? Than John the Baptist. What does it make us understand? That John the Baptist was the greatest prophet that ever lived till the time of Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting me? Well, now, Jesus ranked the least in the kingdom of God to be greater than what? John the Baptist. That means the least in the kingdom of God is even greater than the prophets of old. Mm. Are, are you getting me? Yes. Look at Isaiah, look at Jeremiah, look at this. These men, they happened. John the Baptist happened. He occurred. It was an occurrence that Herod had to lock him up. He was an occurrence. 
Mm-hmm. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. As children of God, we are not pers- we are not just uh, uh, um, um, we are not just what we call it people walking through. We are occurrences. We are happenings. Mm-hmm. We are events. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, there are events and there are events. You know, there are events, you know, especially in those who do the marriage and um, the funerals, you know, there are events. I want to go some marriage events, you're like, whoa, you get it. And there are events and there are events. Children of God, we are, we are happenings. And we are to happen in graduations. We are occurrences and we are to occur in graduation. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. And we only do this when we do what? When we fulfill our God-given task. Are we together? So it means that if we are not fulfilling our God-given task, we are not happening. See, you know, they used to say these are the happening babes in town. You get it? These are the happening people in town. Do you know, do you know who are the real happening people in town? The new creation. Children of God are the happening people. <laughs> and we are to happen in graduations. We are to happen in progression. Why? Because the Bible says this book of Christ says the path of a just like a what? Shining light that shineth more and more into a perfect So we are to keep happening in progression, in graduation. We are to keep occurring in progression, in graduation. We are the happening people. Yes. We are the ha- ones happening. And we only happen by fulfilling our God-given tasks. So you can't happen by trying to train. You know, we have people who want to train every time. Want to train. You see, trending does not make you happen. I know for the lot of Christians want to train. Christians have it to be true to train. Some Christians do a lot of things to train. You see, another thing, you don't happen by being famous, by being popular. Fame does not make you happen. Fame does not uh, make you a core. You are called by fulfilling your God-given tasks. And you know what? The more you fulfill your God-given tasks, you just see that you don't pray and ask or desire fame. It comes. It reminds me of a quote that God gave me to, um, 2006 there about God makes men in the cave and showcases them through fame. The showcasing is that they are began to happen. They just happen and happen and happen and happen and happen and happen. And happen. The, one of the culminating effects of continuous occurrence and happening for, for a child of God is fame. You don't pray for it, you don't fast for it, you don't ask for it, you don't, you don't beg for it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God forever. The Bible says the fame of Jesus spread abroad. Why? Because he was happening. He was occurring. Are you getting what I'm saying? He said, my meat is to do the will of him who sent me. Don't you know I'll be about my father's business? Hardcore the tax. Hardcore the assignment. Hardcore happening, hardcore occurring, hardcore fame. That's how it happens. Praise God forevermore. Now, now, you see, this is the reason why we are commanded to arise and shine. Yes. Isaiah 60, verse 1. Arise, shine, for the light is come. The Lord is risen upon you. That's why we are, because if we don't arise, we cannot happen. We cannot occur. And we're not created to just be, you see, Put sheep in the midst of wolf, you see the difference. We are made to be different. We are made to occur. We are made to happen. Once we get born again, we are born, we have the life of Christ. The next thing is to start happening. So it's an aberration to be born again and just live your life without happening. Live your life without occurring. And that's what a lot of Christians are doing. And they are wondering why. You know, things are going the way they are going. Um, uh, Pastor was telling me about a particular celebrity. They asked her, what does this 
name do for you, this celebrity, this uh, status of celebrity. Uh, what does it do for you? Ah, nothing much like that, but just that some of the time when you get to a queue, because of your status, your, status, your celebrity status, they tell you, please leave the queue, come forward and take it, take what you need. It's not like it's putting much money into my pocket, but the status gives me some favor. You get what I'm saying? Some of the time, when we look at happening as Christians, we only think of money, money, money. You know, I was doing somebody, and we did a teaching on Grace of Potter Summit when we understood prosperity in the fullness of it, uh, at least to a good extent. Because we're going to do Grace of Potter Summit again and get a second revelation of prosperity. And I think that should help us cap up on prosperity, you know, redefine. Amen. And when we hear the word prosperity, what people think of is money, 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 money. And when you have money, that's when you're happy. No, no, no. Even the celebrity says it doesn't really bring money to our pocket, too, but it brings favor to us. It brings preference to us. Yeah. When you happen, it may not be money at all times. Are you get what I'm saying? But it will give you some preference. It will give you some favors that others will be, some people may have money, but they will not have that favor. For example, you are the queue to get food and you have the money, but you don't have the status. Someone who has the status, you know, and maybe does not even have as much money as you have, he will be called to take the fuel. The, the small quantity he, ha- he wants. But you that has the big money to buy the big quantity, you may just be on the queue. And that's what this is all about. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why we have been commanded to arise. Arise and shine. This also means that until we arise, we cannot shine. Yes. Until we arise, we cannot shine. You see, this is a very serious thing for the church of Jesus. Um, 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 I don't know. I believe the the, the end time of God is more. Is we all are rising. We all are rising. We all are rising. You see, um, 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 this reason why many lights of the world are seen in Matthew five verse fourteen. Jesus said, "Us, you are the light of the world." Yeah. This reason why many lights of the world are not shining as we are commanded in Matthew five verse sixteen. Say, let your light so shine before me that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father. We are we are light, Matthew 5 verse 14, we are the lights of the world. But we are not shining as commanded in Matthew 5 verse 16. Why? Because we are not arising. Until we arise, we will not shine. Until we arise, see, we cannot shine. Most of us want to shine without arising, it doesn't work anyway. You can't shine without the without happening. You can't shine without occurring. We can't shine without without becoming the existent, you know, revelation of Christ. And that's a challenge a lot of us are having. We just want to be there. I see. I don't want to be called a fanatic. You know those names now. I don't want to be called a fanatic. I don't want to be saying you carry Jesus on your head. You carry Bible on your head. Are you the one that killed Jesus? We don't want to hear all those things. But we want the fame of Jesus that went abroad to be our fame. How does it work? You don't want to be persecuted, but you want the fame of Jesus that went abroad. And what the status of Jesus did for him to be yours. Remember, it was the statue of Jesus that made him sit and the, the, the lady came and she broke her alabaster box at his feet. Is that not a status that did that for him? Are you getting what I'm saying? It was, it was the same status that made the, uh, the, uh, the wife of Chusa, one of the servants of the uh, Saturno, put invest finances into his ministry. This man that has, he doesn't drive, ride a horse, but he, he can walk distances just, just to save one. Just to save one. 
He can walk miles just to resurrect the, 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 the dead son of a widow. That status attracted many blessings to him. Are we together? Yes. Are we together? Yes. So a lot of Christians are not arising, so they are not what? Shining. <laughs> you can't shine without arising. Amen to Jesus. Amen. So it is time to arise. It is time to what? Arise. It's time to arise. It is time to occur. It is time to happen for Jesus. It is time to start occurring for Jesus. You know the funny thing? Many people are occurring for the devil. No? They are occurring, they are happening for the devil. I know what annoys me the most is that even Christians are following these people on their social media handle that are happening for the devil. There was one who was in our church. I still don't, I taught them how you should not follow the people of the world. And after teaching, gave, that teaching was well expository, very simple and expository. Yet, the guy will tell you he's a hardcore follower. Ride or die follower. He live and die. How can you live and die for a person of the world and then live and die for Jesus? I don't understand how you do it. Concept Thomas at the time. I remember once somebody, I saw a, 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 on the internet where somebody asked a question Is it right for Christians to listen to secular music? I know the comment somebody made. Say, have you entered into an art shop that is only made up of Christian, Christian artworks? It will be a boring shop, an art studio, sorry, made up of only Christian artworks. To be a boring studio, I was like, wow, wow, what a boring Christian this Christian is. What a Christian that will never arise, this one is. For you to say you are a Christian and Find it boring. Find it boring. To be occupied. To be occupied. With the things that are of Christ. No, you are boring. <laughs> Very boring. You are boring. In fact, you'll be spat out in no distant time. You're boring. Because you're neither for here nor for there. You take a little of gospel, you take a little of the word. See, because you just try to not be boring. That's it. That's a way of not arising. Not arising. You can't you cannot arise. You cannot arise. With such Lifestyle. Yeah, you are God, Jesus said, He says, I rather have you water cold. You are lukewarm and spiritual. And that's the notion of many Christians. Yeah, let me not say many. That's because of some Christians. They are not arising. They are not arising. They, don't, they are not happening. They are not um, occurring for Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? But they will celebrate those who are hardcore occurring for the devil. Yeah. They will celebrate those. Some of them are even receiving grace from themselves now. They are not tapping grace from And I'm like, I don't understand what's happening here. I don't really understand what's happening here. And they say some of us are fanatical. Some of us are... Uh, I don't understand. If you, you're more fanatical for something in life, or else you will not succeed in anything. That's it. If those in the world don't want to, you know, even spend a minute, you know, in, in Christ, why would you, who is in the in Christ, want to take some hours. hours and days and months and weeks, you know, in the world. I don't understand. You see? So it's time to exist and live only for Jesus. Mm. That's how to arise. Just for Jesus. See, you know the funny thing? Some of us are looking for number one step to arise, number two step for arise, number three, number one, 20 step to arise. You see? And shine. Is there no 20 step? The step is, the only step is, oh, or call and happen for Jesus. 
The only step is what? Exist and live for Jesus. Let Jesus be the summation of your life. And I tell you, just do that and you are rising and shining. That's all. Are you getting what I'm saying? Just do that. It's as simple as that, my brother. It's as simple as that. Just live and exist for Jesus. Just happen for Jesus. Let it be Jesus and Jesus alone. If it's not Jesus, it's nothing else. It's no one else. Yeah? Are you getting what I'm saying? You don't need to be called pastor to live for Jesus. You don't need to be called apostle, prophet, evangelist, pope, bishop, archbishop, uh, what else again? You don't need to be called every of that to live for Jesus. I, I remember and pastor went for a, um, a, a pastor's um, conference and after the conference um, somebody met on in fact the guy I met him is was sitting by my side in the conference another the conference came in and told me he wants to take my notes i was like oh my notes i was tripping my way to run away from the guy and okay i just told her that pastor left me and my note was with her i said okay let me go and get my notes from her i went to meet her and i forgot about the guy and i came out and the guy came to look for me again and then he snapped um, pictures of my notes and then he told us his title, his designation. And we told him we are missionaries and we are just students of the word of God. Um, but by stu- being students, we also function in the teaching because students must teach. Because the say you that meant to be teachers, looking for you to teach, teach you. Students grow to be computers. Some of us, after <laughs> le- uh, studying uh, mathematics and English in secondary school, we did tutorials for our classmates. Are you getting what I'm saying? And so, he was like, ah, and he, he tried to give us a designation. We said we don't have designation. And okay, we asked for our details. We sent our um, social media handles and our website to him. And he replied and added evangelist to it. And I'm like, what a problem here. <laughs> I just told you that this is, I'm neither of all these things you are calling. I'm a student. And yet you must give me a designation. Must I have a designation to exist for Christ? Must I have a designation to live for Christ? Can't I just live for Christ because it's my life? Yeah. And this is where we're missing it up. That's where we're mixing, uh, uh, mixing it up and missing the whole thing. We think we need a designation to live for Christ. No, we don't need one. We just live for Christ because it's our very life. So I don't need to be called any office for me to live for Christ. I'm first a sent one. I'm first a messenger. And I grow from a a, a, a message a man from God to becoming a man of God. Yes. As simple as that. Are we together? Yes. So please, it's time to what to arise. It's time to exist for and live for Christ. So it's time to go and happen for Christ. And next we said and um, the second thing we looked at is to get up or stand up. To get up or stand up. Um the Mirabsaditionary defines get up as to rise from bed and also to rise to one's feet, to rise from bed and to rise from one's feet. Now, um, uh, um, so uh, it means that first, it means that the person who is told to arise is actually sleeping on his bed. Is that not so? Are we together? Uh, So primarily the person is actually sleeping because primarily the bed is used for sleeping. Are we together? Now, so when we're talking about um, arise there, he arose, it means that the person was sleeping. Now, this means that until he, um, um, the man here, John the Baptist, began to fulfill his God-given task. He was sleeping. Are you getting what I'm saying? He was sleeping. Are you getting me? So it's possible to be born again now. You are alive. Are you getting what I'm saying? In the family of Christ. But you are sleeping. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. Now, sleeping does not mean dead here. It means alive, but inactive physically. Is that what it means to sleep? Yeah. 
I'm talking about the sleeping of um, death here, you know, I'm talking about sleeping. You are alive, but inactive world, physically. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. This, uh, so it means that, you know, from the age of zero, when John, when John the Baptist, from when John the Baptist was born, till he began to fulfill his God-given tax, he was actually sleeping. Are you getting what I'm saying? He was actually sleeping. Now, the sleeping period does not mean that you, you are inactive physically, but mentally your mind is still working are we together yeah. and the sleeping period is also good sometimes because that's the time when god removes some things from you yeah. and puts some things into you but you're not meant to sleep forever adam had to sleep for god to do what yeah. remove yeah remove something from him that was very important for him are you getting what i'm saying yes. yeah it's important it's a face but after god removed and packaged he woke him up so we are not meant to sleep forever. There is a sleeping phase of our work with God, where God is removing things from us and putting things into us. Some of the times you may even be thinking you are active, but you are actually sleeping. Are you get what I'm saying? And um, another thing about sleeping is that the body is not physically productive. Are you get what I'm saying? So inactivity, unproductivity. Some of us we may be active, but not productive. Also, is a sleep state too. Some of us are activity conscious as Christians, we go for the service, we go for the meetings, um, uh, service unit meetings, we go for church service, we go for evangelism, we go for this and that. We are active, but we are not yet productive. Are you get what I'm saying? When a child is a child, he's active. Are you get what I'm saying? We're not productive. When he starts getting to adolescence, he starts becoming what? Sexually productive is that also all right, beautiful. So we're active or not productive. Productivity comes in when you start giving birth to your kind. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So sleep stage is not altogether a bad stage, but it's not a stage to last forever. Because when God finished taking from Adam what he needed to take, he woke him up. Are you getting me? And when God closed up the side, he also what woke him up. So when God is done taking some things away from you and putting some things into you. He wakes you up and you get what I'm saying. So that means that sleep is not meant to be perpetual. Are we together? Yes. Amen. Now, so it means that until you begin to fulfill your God-given tasks, you're sleeping. Are we together? So um, it also means that as new Christians, we are sleeping when we are not carrying out our God-given tasks. Now, for some reasons, like we said, it may be that God is still um, removing and putting. Are you get what I'm saying? Maybe that God is still removing and putting, but He will not remove and put forever because it makes your being born again, let me use the word, useless on it, and you have no works to, sh- to show in heaven. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why it doesn't remove and put forever, it does it in faces. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. When He removes for a particular face and puts for a particular face, He wakes you up to start being productive at that face. Are you getting me? Then he can take you to sleep again. And he also does in areas of our lives. For some of us, it's making us sleep in our, in our finances. Because he's removing and putting some things. Are you getting what I'm saying? And it looks like, ah, I'm not really being used. I'm not financing the gospel the way I love to finance. Yeah, I get you. You are sleeping there at that point. You are not dead. You're not dead. Are you getting what I'm saying? He's removing and putting. He's removing and putting. When he has removed and put the necessaries, he wakes you up in that area. And he begins to what? Manifest. And you get what I'm saying? Some of us is in areas. For some of us, it is in stages and in phases. But we must 
be sensitive to these operations of God. To know when he's telling us, I am done with this phase, it's time to wake up. Or I am done with this area, it's time to wake up. If we're not sensitive, he gets done, he's waking us up, we are refusing to wake up. We discover that we start getting frustrated in that area. That's one of those reasons for frustrations. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Alright. Now so um so so long as we are sleeping, our light cannot shine. This is why we must first awake and arise so we can shine. Are you getting what I'm saying? I know the beautiful thing. Now God gives a command to us, awake, arise. But we have a responsibility to arise. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, God made Adam sleep. And then he woke him up. If after I woke him up, Adam said, man, I enjoyed that sleep. I want to go back. I want to continue sleeping. Hey, God, I want to continue. God, oh, man, I love that sleep. I so sleep is sweet like this. He, was, he wouldn't have seen it. He wouldn't have seen it. And some of us, that's what is happening to us. And we, if, if we just walk away. If we just, if we just walk away. If we just, what's happening? She'll just go walk away. She'll start parapolating. And she'll be, you know, I know the funny thing. When you don't awake, you make your lead lose purpose. Exactly. Mm. You know, so she'll be walking purposelessly. She'll be walking fruitlessly, dissipating energy. You know, when or, God... Or, or be possessed by another. Uh, um, you know. And you see, we're talking about if you're not talking about wife, when you're talking about you know what what you your, whatever your, it is God has brought us to you, yeah, you know, some of us may just be a writing gift, may just be a writing ability, and then instead of you not knowing that this writing ability God has, you know, brought out of you, mm-hmm. is to publish, you know, books. probably books or publish. Even devotionals, yeah, you know? yeah. Instead, you begin to use it for blogging. <laughs> exactly. You're blogging about politics. I'm blogging about blogging about business, things that don't bring glory passion, to, to yeah, God. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So when you don't, things like that happen because you remained in your sleep. You remain in your sleep even after God had woken you up. You see, and some of us, some of us just say, ah, blogging is where the money is now. Exactly. So you use a gift that should have been used to expand the kingdom of God to make the works of the devil and make money. And that's, that's really, I don't know how to explain it. I, I was talking to somebody once and he told me, all that, ah, it's not everybody that must do pooping too. There are some people that their ministry just to write. Uh, there was a particular um, man of God who, we knew him by his devotionals. Um, ODM. Yeah. We knew ODM by devotionals. That's how we knew him. That's our daily manner. Our daily manner. Our manner, the writer of our daily manner became popular by devotionals. Road devotional, road devotional, the ODM exploded. Till today, many people don't know his face, mm-hmm. but they know his devotional. Yeah. And I learned that later he started um, having um, conferences. No, he was not really different. He was having meetings. He would have a meeting in Abuja, have a meeting here, and then go. he just knew his focus. So he will have meetings, but after meeting, meeting is over. He stayed on what? Devotional. Devotional. That's it. Then he came out with war against Haman too. You hear what I'm saying? So that's one thing we need to understand. Are you getting what I'm saying? When God has finished taking something out of you and take, finished putting something into you, you know, and He says, Awake, please awake. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't continue to sleep. You don't need to sleep at that time again. You've rested enough. 
a week. Are, are you getting me? You know, for us, God um, took out some things. I remember um, when you know uh, the, 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 the the church people left the church and they were people were there making sure people leave the church. I remember that, and it looked like oh, what's there left? Everybody had left us. Only my family that left. And when God took away that from me, God brought out what you're having today. Which is the podcast. Which is a podcast. And the podcast has reached more people than I would have been able to reach preaching to those, sitting down preaching to those people. In fact, the podcast really brought out my true ministry. This is what I've always been exposing God's word, um, sharing God's word. Actually, that was how I was even able to get my wife. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, just, it's just me. My own adjust the word, word, It's actually the, the word, you know. discussion about the word, mm-hmm. you know, eating the word that brought us together. Mm-hmm. It was not in us. You know, I, I actually had a, a group, you know, some group of friends that we, we normally spend time together in the word. And so after I left um, home location because of um, service and, and work, national service and, and you know having to work it, it became a need that i sought for and then when we met at national service it was just like okay fine because I, I actually went to one or two fellowships you know and it wasn't like what i was hungry i was i hungered for at that moment and so when i met him it was more like every time we met on the parade ground or wherever you know we were more of talking about the word of God and so it was fun and um, it continued so you where are we <laughs> before before we digress you know you don't you can't arise and shine without uh, waking up from yeah. the sleeping states or uh, you know okay let me not waking up from the sleeping state because it's God that wakes us up you know, responding to the, the call. to the call uh, of awake. Awake, yeah. You, you have to respond. Yeah, it's like waking up your child in the morning. Uh, Hello. Uh, hey, it's time to wake up. And Prepare and let's go to school. And he keeps sleeping. You know, it's it's more of aren't you aware you're supposed to go to school? Yeah. Or aren't you aware you're going to so so and so place? Not holidays. Yeah, yeah. You know. So that 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 that's you know very important, and we have a responsibility to 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 do that, mm. to to obey the clarion call of arise, the clarion call of awake. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. God will remove things, is putting things, and then we have to do what we have to awake. When when God removed you know physical membership from church and left only and my family, I get what I'm saying. Mm. He actually put. The podcasting into us. Mm. We, we kind of like by the leading of the spirit. I don't know. Uh, Pastor just stumbled on it, and we just resting on it. And lo and behold, the coverage is so much. They're saying that people are not looking for us. You know, they now look for us. We like what you're doing. We see your work. We want, want, want it to be part of our community. And we keep getting mails every now and then. You know, nations that the Lord has used this to reach out to, uh, uh, you know, beyond our words can tell. When, when I got an email from Apple that. We're doing very well in Cyprus. I'm like, oh, I never really, eh, you know, take note of that. So I had to go and look for the map of Cyprus when I got that email. But you know, if I didn't, if we didn't awake, if we didn't arise. Can't be shining in those areas. Can't be shining in this area. Praise God forevermore. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah to Jesus. Okay. Um. So um. That, that, that then. Furthermore, we discovered the the research trying defines stand up as one to rise to a standing position, and then to remain sound and intact under stress, attack, 
or close scrutiny. Mm. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Right, we're going to be looking at to remain intact under stress, attack, and close scrutiny in the next episode because that's a load on its own. Mm-hmm. And that's a load on its own. You see, this was what John the Baptist could withstand. When he was doing his ministry, he described the Pharisees were there, the soldiers were there. Mm. When they were coming, they were scrutinizing his ministry. Yeah. Why were they always there? They were not, it, like, just, they, they taunted his ministry the way they taunted Jesus' ministry. Mm. And, you know, Paul experienced similar, by the Jews who were taunted, they were, they taunted his bread, they were taunting his bread. You're going to experience that kind of scrutiny, you're going to experience those kind of attacks. As a central. As a central, you know. Yeah. I'm going to be going into that tomorrow because I, I, I looked at it and like, if, if we're not going to that, we need to really, you know, take a little time on it. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. And okay, so we're looking at to rise to the standing position or to rise to one's foot. Are we together? Now, for this to be, it actually means that the person was sitting. Now, we looked at lying, sleeping. Now, we're looking at sitting. You know, um, as messengers of, um, of Jesus, the Lord, we are not permitted to either lie down or sit down. Yeah. We're not permitted to either lie down or sit down. No, we're not permitted. We're not permitted. The Bible says, redeeming the times for the days I evil. We don't have enough time. You know, yesterday I was just thinking, I was like, my heart was boiling. When I think of the wickedness happening in the world, wickedness happening, wickedness happening, wickedness happening, wickedness happening. Ah, my heart just pains. I'm like, God, I wish I can just eradicate all of this. You know, some of the time Christians are, we are beginning to take this wickedness as a normal. And yet they say these are signs of the end time. But don't forget, it says, God's darkness shall cover the earth and the people, but thou shall what? Arise. The purpose of God's darkness is for us to arise. Let's not forget that. Let's just let's not end Isaiah chapter one, verse Isaiah chapter sixteen, verse one and two at gross darkness shall rise. Let's not end it there. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. We must we must end it rightly, which means we shall what? We say we must end it at gross darkness shall cover the people. No, we must end it there. We must end it rightly. We says, but thou shall what? Arise. We have to what? Arise. And for us to arise, we must. <laughs> Avoid the sleeping position and the what? Sitting position. Those two positions are anti-arising. And Christians, some Christians are either sleeping and some are either what? Sitting. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah, Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, for the sitting position, this means that the man is at ease. Are we together? At his lower limbs, that is at his leg. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you are sitting, you are at ease at your lower mm-hmm. limbs. When you are lying, you are at ease on your whole person. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, and some are at lying, they are sleeping, at ease in their whole physical structure. That one is more dangerous. Mm-hmm. But now, it's the most dangerous. Let me say that. More dangerous. But now, when you are even at ease at your lower limbs, from your waist down, your legs, it's still not permitted in this faith as messengers of the Lord Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah, Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. Now, as messengers of the Lord, our legs are not meant to be at ease. Why? Because they are meant to preach the gospel. They are never meant to be at ease. Are we together? Amen. Amen. Do you know why our legs are meant to preach the gospel? Because only preaching the gospel makes them beautiful. Isaiah 52, verse 7. Isaiah 52. 
7. It says, mm. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, mm. that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. Beautiful. Now we're talking about feet here. Feet um, actually could be metaphorical and symbolic. It actually speaks of dominion. Joshua chapter 1, verse God told you, so wheresoever the sole of your feet shall step upon, I've given you for your possession. So, when we're talking about Genesis 1, verse 28, where God said, Food multiply, replenish the earth, subdue, have dominion. The physical, symbolic representation of dominion is the feet. Are you get what I'm saying? That speaks of authority. Are you get what I'm saying? That speaks of dominion. That speaks of influence. That also speaks of leadership. Are you get what I'm saying? Now, so it says, How beautiful of fundamental are the feet of them that preach the gospel. So it means that when you preach your gospel, you're going to have a beautiful dominion. You're going to have a beautiful authority. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know what? The Bible says the inexpression of creation. Creation, it means creation in general. We're there for the manifestation of the sons of God. Why are we there for the manifestation of the sons of God? Because it's our dominion that is beautiful. It's our authority that is beautiful. Hallelujah. The people yes, of the yes, world, yes. their dominion, their seeming dominion. Can you see it happening? It's oppressive. It's oppressive. It's, it's, it's tyrannical. Is destructive, is satanic. The only ones that have beautiful dominion are what the children of God, the sons of God, the saints of God. I get what I'm saying. They're the ones that have beautiful dominion, they're the ones that have beautiful authority, they're the ones that have beautiful influence, they're the ones that have beautiful leadership. That's why you see, that's why we have to preach so that we can extend our dominion. So we're talking about dominion here. We're talking about preaching. We're not just talking about only okay. I'm using the pulpit ministry. No, I'm talking about your ability to influence people. Are you getting me? Your ability to what? Influence people. Your ability to lead. Your ability to 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 to, to um, um um to give leadership and authority over people. When you lead people, how do they feel? Do, does Christ become real to them? Do you reveal Christ to them? Do they seek to get saved when you lead them? The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, I saw it a while ago again, say a good man considered the life of his beast. When God told us how dominion over every creeping thing and over everything that um, uh, over the fishes of the earth, the birds, the fishes of the sea, the birds of the earth, everything that creeps upon the face of the earth, he's saying that that dominion has to be beautiful. It has to be beautiful. You don't just take your animal and kill it anyhow. You don't take your your your, your you don't treat your dog. But I think they they imprison a, a man in the, in the U.S. because he allowed his um, his uh, dog the 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 fork overgrow, and then the dog because the fork got overgrow, um, they, when he tried to. Um, cut the fall down and then the dog was malnourished and then he died as well. They imprisoned him. They imprisoned him. Now, what I'm trying to tell you, even if you want to have a dog, then treat the dog well. Let the dog feel Jesus. Because the endless expectation of the creation. If you want to have an animal, let the animal feel Jesus. Even if it is one that you are going to slaughter at the end of the day, before you slaughter, let it feel Jesus. They're let alone relating with human beings. Let your influence be Christ. That's what we're talking about the feet of them that preach the gospel. We preach with our influence. We preach with our leadership. Apostle Paul said, you are epistles written on the heart of men. We preach with our life. We preach with our influence. 
If people see you and see Jesus, will they see you and hear Jesus? Will they hear you and hear Jesus? Or will they see you and say, man, man, that's Lucifer personified. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's the our feet has to be beautiful. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now this is why it is dangerous to be at ease in Zion. Are we together? It's dangerous to be at ease in Zion because if you don't preach, you become at ease. And your feet becomes what? Ugly. Are, are you getting me? In fact, to be at ease in Zion attracts a wolf. Amos 6 verse 1. It attracts a wolf. Are you getting what I'm saying? It attracts a wolf. And we can't afford to be at ease in Zion. Some of us, we, we dance and sing in church. But we, we are devilish bosses in the place of work. So you just have little opportunity to influence people. And then you turn them to what? To slaves. Because you just have a little opportunity. I know every opportunity that God gives to us is an opportunity to what? To preach the gospel. To make our feet beautiful. To influence people for Jesus. Every opportunity. And we must make the most of these opportunities. You can't be um, in, the, in, in, in church, you sing, and by the time you come back home, you become the lion of the tribe of your house. Everybody's afraid of you. The wife is shaking. Your children are running under the bed. Hey, 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 there's something wrong somewhere. You are, your feet are ugly. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. So the, the Amos 6 and verse 1 says, Woe to them that are at ease in Zion. You see that? Trust in the mountain of Samaria, which are named chief of the nations, to whom the house of Israel came. So it's a woe to be at ease in what? Zion. Zion. You can't sit down in Zion and chill out. You don't chill out. We don't chill out in Zion, my brother. Mentor. We don't chill out. We don't, chill, we don't relax. We don't sit down and relax. No. We are always moving. Our feet are always moving at every given opportunity. Praise God forevermore. Now this is the reason why being at ease in Zion comes with the world. We said that now. Is that not so? Why? It makes the legs of the messengers ugly. And it makes him trust in others, not God. Yeah. Look at what he says in the same yeah, area. Trusting in mountains of Samaria. So it's dangerous. Once your feet are at ease, it makes your feet ugly. And it makes you trust in others, not the Lord. Don't you see that? Those that are claiming to be messengers of the Lord and they are at ease. Don't you see that? First, you see they start, have, uh, they start getting ugly in terms of their character, their influence, their leadership. They, they, they exhibit ugly leadership, ugly influence, ugly dominion. Even their, their animals around them are even complaining. You know? And then the next thing is that I see that they start cutting corners, they start stealing, they start lying, they start cheating, they start doing all manner of things. And the, Cheating, lying, stealing, cutting corners, it just proves that you trust in yourself. You don't trust in God. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. That's what it means. If you trust God, you're not going to do everything. Are you getting yeah. what I'm It's just to prove that you don't trust God. Are you getting me? Are we together now? So, God is committed to fully supplying the needs of His messengers. Amen. When they ensure, you know, He's committed to fully supplying the needs of his messengers and ensure they lack nothing when they carry out his tax to the last. Luke chapter 22 verse 35. Luke 22 35. Yeah. It says, And he said unto them, 
when I sent you without pants and script and script and shoes, lad ye anything and said nothing. You see, my brothers, my sisters, your salary is not what takes care of you. It's God who takes care of you. When you see yourself as a messenger, even in that office, you must not come and say, I'm the one taking money devotion. I'm the one preaching in the office. But let them, let your colleagues see Christ. Let the way you talk be exuding Christ. Let your influence be Christ. You know what? No matter how small your salary is, at the end of the month, when others are jumping head and scatter, you'll be asked the question, lucky anything? And your answer will be what? Nothing. You get what I'm saying? You see? So in order to ensure that as God's messengers, we don't lack anything and our feet are beautiful, we must arise and shine. My brother, my sister, do you want to have beautiful character? Uh, I'm talking about beautiful feet, I'm talking about beautiful character, beautiful influence, beautiful you know, leadership. Do you want to have a beautiful character? Arise and shine. Apple complaining that you have a stinking character. You are, you are not somebody that can stay close, but arise and shine. Do you want to be well supplied? Arise and shine. Let me tell you something. You see, Bible says, um, favor is deceit. Beauty is vain, but a woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Now, let me tell you something. When it talks about favor, then if you go to the Hebrew, it just talks about, um, you know, you know, physical kind of looks and beauty. You see, you may have the beauty, but if you lack the character of Christ, you'll be lacking. You'll be lacking. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Some people, they, are, they have the intelligence. We're talking about favor and deceit. Now, beauty is vain. Now, talking about some people are very intelligent. Some Christians are very intelligent, but they are lacking. Why? Because the character of Christ is not revealed. My brother, you may not have the qualifications, you may not have the intelligence like others. Are you getting what I'm saying? But when the character of Christ is revealed, my brother, you'll be well supplied. My sister, you'll be well supplied. For me, I believe more in favor than finances. That's me now. I believe more in favor than finances. I believe in two things more than finances, favor and wisdom than finances. When favor and wisdom are at work, it means the character of Christ is actually revealing to you. People will favor you because of the character of Christ. The wisdom of God exudes you because of the character of Christ. You know what? It will well make up for even your finances. It will make up for every area of your life. Be well supplied when we arise and shine. So, brothers and sisters, it's time to arise and shine. God bless you. out there you've not made jesus your lord and personal savior um i would want to invite you to make this decision is the best decision you can make in your life and i encourage you to do it now if you want to make this decision please say this prayer after me dear lord jesus i come to you today i know that i'm a sinner i know that you died for me and on calvary street you shed your blood to take away my sins jesus i surrender my life to you today i make you my lord and personal savior because you chose me, I choose to serve and follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray for you, Lord. I pray for everyone who has made this decision. Thank you for receiving them in the beloved. And thank you for giving them the grace to serve and follow you all the days of their life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.
beloved. Thanks for listening to Grace Life Komi Podcast. We believe that you've been blessed via this episode. We request that you also remain connected to us via our other social media handles on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and YouTube. We are Grace Life Komi on all these platforms. Also, for more information about the ministry of Pastor Chimri and Funke Oahuna, kindly visit chimriohahunaministry.org. You can also send us your requests and testimonies via email today through chimdiwahunaministry at gmail.com. We are dedicated to feeding your spirit man with spiritual meals that we edify, equip, and engender your growth in the knowledge of God. Remain connected to Grace Life Komi. God bless you. Jesus is Lord.